Welcome back to another great episode of Dan on Top. I'm your host, Dan Lukowitz, and today we have with us, sitting here in the studio live, Brad St. Ange, the head of partnerships at Invest Next. Brad, how you doing? Doing well, doing well. How are you? Doing great. Thank yeah. you so much for taking the time to join us and to join us here in person. It's really great to see you. Yeah, thanks for inviting me. It's awesome. You're you're in the neighborhood, so it's it's good to come down here and, and finally see you after following you on, on LinkedIn for so long. So it's good to good to finally meet you face to face. Absolutely. And that's just another incredible thing I want to discuss before we jump in here, and that's the power of social media. Brad and I met each other through a challenge on LinkedIn. And only today are we sitting face-to-face. So without social media, we wouldn't have this opportunity to connect and potentially do business together in the future. So listen, Brad, let's jump right into it. I know you've got a lot of value to add to our viewers. But before we get to that content, I want to know about you. So tell our viewers, who is Brad St. Ange? Let's say I think I'm a, a travel enthusiast who's finally starting to test the boundaries of remote work. So... I guess maybe what, maybe what I mean by that is I, I, I work remotely. Our whole group works remotely. We, we did that before COVID, but with COVID, now everyone for our company is just all, all throughout the U.S. and just working from their homes. But I've had the ability to travel the south during the winter. So I went down to Myrtle Beach, went down to Virginia, uh, Jacksonville, et cetera. So uh, Alabama, I met some amazing people in the industry as well. Getting back to your, your point about LinkedIn, I was able to connect with Whitney Sewell face-to-face, Dan Hanford, Chris Grenzig, uh, Josh Ferrari, a couple people that I've spoken to on LinkedIn, but, but the face-to-face was awesome. So I'm trying to test that Moving forward, I'll be in Michigan for most of the summer, but nice. then after, I'm going to I'm gonna go out west and, and try to do a longer trip where I'm gone for six months, something like that, and just see see how I, I can do that. Uh, not being home, but kind of living like a nomad, so I'll, I'm going to test that out. So Awesome, awesome. Well, tell us a little bit about your company, Brad, about Invest Next. Yeah, so we're a real estate investment uh, management platform. We do investments outside of commercial real estate as well, but that's the majority of it. We see multifamily, uh, office space, et cetera. So some of those syndications, those general partner deals uh, is what we host on our platforms. Awesome. And tell me a little bit about yourself, about your journey. How did you get started in real estate? So after college, I graduated from Central Michigan University with a management information systems uh, degree. So after that, I worked for the IT department in St. Clair County, which is the county in Port Hero where I'm from. Absolutely hated that. So I was, I was there for, for the summer and then ran into one of my buddy, one of my hockey buddies' moms at, I think it was at this event called Boat Night in, in downtown Port Hero. It was a big, big Mackinac race up, up north. And she'd always told me to get into sales, get into sales. So she, she owned a mortgage company, so they focused on residential uh, lending and I started working for her. So I, I, my internship had been up at the at the IT department and started working with her. Learned a ton from her, and then that just catapulted me to eventually I went into wholesale residential lending. Okay. So so it was it was it was a good transition. So Kathy Hall, if you're listening, thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to get into real estate. I didn't know what a mortgage was. I had no clue what it was, and then she she taught me everything I knew from that point. So it was awesome. Kind of get me got me a taste. Of of real estate and the industry back then in in 2003. Awesome. That's fantastic. And then how did you transition into real estate syndications? So I started 
after 2008, 2009, everything collapsed. So I, yeah. start, I started getting into banking eventually. So I was in the banking realm. And one of my, uh, one of my buddies, so, so I learned some, some of the finance and, and started getting really involved in some, some alternative investments outside of, of the traditional banking. Because when you'd go to a bank, you'd have a, we, were, we were pitching CDs at 0.02%. <laughs> it just didn't, just didn't pay anything. So I had a friend who was invested in a syndication, kept telling me about it. And he was he was getting pref returns of two seven and a half percent annualized, but then it had kind of a split afterwards. So he got me involved in that, introduced me to uh, the owner of one of the companies where he was working, uh, who he was investing with, and you know we linked up, started working from him. You know, he was mentoring me, and it's been it's been fantastic ever since. So that was about five years ago that I jumped ship from banking and then went into syndication. Awesome. So give our viewers maybe a 30,000-foot overview of what exactly a syndication is and how it works. So it is essentially a group of so – so there's general partners and there's limited partners. So the limited partners are, are typically going to be passive. So they're going to invest uh, uh, equity, uh, actual physical cash into, into the deal. And then there's the general partner side. So what they do is you can get like-minded individuals who may have asset management skills – uh, property management skills, so they can pool those skills together. And then what they'll do is they'll they'll go find a property, and when they raise money, they'll reach out to all those investors, those limited partners, get the money from them, and then they'll all get in a deal together. So if you're buying a 200-unit apartment complex, you may not have $14 million to put down. Right. So you can go reach out to your investor base. They can invest whatever you want it to be, 100 grand, 50 grand, whatever it is. So they can invest in it, they pull all that money together, and then the GP side, that general partnership, they've taken their knowledge, their real estate knowledge, and so they're going to get paid off of that as well. So it's kind of like uh, the cash comes together with, with uh, the, the sweat equity portion of it uh, and, and the vetting side, and they all come together, and then they syndicate a deal. So that's essentially what it is from a 30,000-foot view, maybe a little, maybe a few more tweaks than that, but that's, that's kind of the, the realm behind it. Now, what advantages would a syndication provide to an investor versus actually investing in real estate themselves? Good question. It's, it's all about passive income. So if you buy a residential property, maybe a fourplex for yourself, and you're not passively, so you're not in a syndication, so you've now created more jobs for yourself. So you're now the landlord. You are the electrician. You're the plumber. You have to mow the grass. So you've now created a bunch of different jobs that you have to take care of that property. You could probably farm those out and pay those, but essentially you're now running that, that, that fourplex is now your business. With passively investing, your investor will, will give you or the syndicators 50 grand, 100 grand, whatever it may be. And then they just can go on with their day to day. They don't have to put any work into it and they just start getting mailbox money. So they'll just start collecting checks. Uh, for, for their investment in that in this indication. So it's really that passive aspect component that separates it. Maybe I would also add that the ability to invest in, in, in one or many, maybe even a portfolio of assets that might be out of reach, like you had said. Maybe somebody has fifty or 100000 but they don't have $14 million. Right. And they could do... If they if they put it in a couple several properties, you're not just in like a binary transaction where you're just in one sure. one deal. You could sprinkle that a hundred grand, twenty five, and into four different properties. So you've now that diversified yeah. in, in a couple different properties. So we see that a lot as well too. Absolutely, absolutely, definitely a hot topic today. Syndication, and if anybody wants more information, they can reach out to myself. They can reach out to Brad. By the way, if somebody wants to reach out to you, what's the best way to contact you? Uh, Brad at investnext.com. You can go to the website investnext.com. Request a demo as well too. 
there you go. Awesome. So speaking of Invest Next, how did you get involved? How did you first get started in Invest Next? So going back to how I got involved in syndications when I st- when I started this this syndication aspect when I left the banking, we uh, my my role was head of investor relations for this uh, for the syndication, and we needed some place to track all of our investors. At that time, we were doing a Google Sheet. Hmm. Uh, so our investors would reach out and want to know w- how much distributions they've been paid for the for the life of the the project, how much money they have, and all of the different assets that we have. We had no good way of showcasing that and no good way of tracking them. So if I would take notes in the Google Sheet, someone could come in and just delete delete those, and it didn't have good visibility either on the investor side, so they couldn't log in and see any of this information. So we had to start looking at how can we showcase our properties, how can we add professionalism to our syndication, and then how can we track these investors better. So that's when I, I did a couple demos with, with a couple different companies and found Investnext. So they were a couple guys from Detroit just down the road. I was living in Ann Arbor at the time. Two newer, two newer guys, and you know, we were their third client. But so we had a little bit of hesitancy going, going to them, switching, because we had uh, since 2012, so at this time we had... Uh, seven years of of historic data that we had to, to, to sure. transport over, and they took it and just ran with it. We've been we were blown away with it. So, fast forward a couple years of working with them, I had an opportunity to jump ship, and I, I found myself more interested in helping them build the platform or giving them ideas or some of the feedback they'd give me. I was more interested than than working with the investors actually. So. I, I had an opportunity to jump ship and, and come on with the companies that came on, you know, a little less than two years ago, and start now now trying to focus on helping other investor relations who had the role I did utilize the system and then try to try to make their their lives a little bit easier. Um, so that's awesome. So yeah. you know, I like to think that a good product solves problems. What problems would you say that Invest Next is solving? I think time is probably the big one. So you're not right. wasting your time sending out distributions. You're not going to the bank to send out distributions to everyone. Your investors aren't calling you to ask where how much money do I have with you? Where where are my distributions? What what are the metrics for all this? They just simply log in now mm-hmm. and they can see all that. So it, it essentially gives you a ton of time back. And I, I don't want to get too much into the weeds, but when when I would raise money as as invest relations, it was about forty three minutes per investor that I would spend on each each investor when we did a capital raise. So now you can build out a deal room, you can send a link to everyone, you can create templates in HelloSign, and then they just fill it out and do everything. And it takes maybe an hour to do all that, and versus forty three minutes each each wow. investor. We had about seventy five investors each one, wow. so that took a long time. You're not tracking any of that paperwork back. You're not having incorrectly uh, filled out paperwork from your investors. It's all just you have the template, so it's all pre-templated. Send out, and it forces them to find to fill out the spots that they have to, and it just it just makes the process better. But I think time is the most important thing we have in life, and I th- and I think that helps out uh, tremendously in that aspect. So. So it sounds like Investnext really helps to give people their time back, and it sounds to me like it's also a portal of transparency and ease. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's one of our goals is is obviously transparency so that the investors can log in, but professionalism as well. So we want we want to give your company uh, the look like you've even if you've been this was your first deal the look like you've been doing this for ten years, and, sure. and that's what it that's what it gives that professionalism too as well. So tell us about some of the new features that Investnext has recently released. Yeah, so we we have a few coming out down the pipeline that we're actively working on. So we'll get those soon, but we did roll out recently with accepting inbound payments. 
So what that is is your investors will will log in, they'll fill out all the paperwork for a new a new project, so a new deal. So they'll execute all the documents in the InvestNext portal. At the very end of the process, we've now integrated ACH inbound payments where they can log into their bank account okay. and then they can ACH their money right there. So mm. you can essentially send them a link. The investors will be able to review all the information, all the legal documents. They can sign all the legal documents, and then they can send you the money, and you don't have to do anything. I mean, wow. you don't have to track any of that at all. So it'll come in, and then once it, once it lands in your, in your bank account that you have signed up with us, the system will mark it as funds received, so it tracks that as well. So you're not, you're not reconciling that, that at, at a bank, which seems like an easy process, but it's super annoying if you get... St- Two million dollars in one day, and you're trying to figure out who who sent sure. you what. So it just it just simplifies that process too. So you really created a one stop shop. Yeah, yeah. Especially with that aspect of it, there's there's a lot of lot of other things that that, that it does. But it, around the deal room, around the capital raising, we'd like to think that we we made it as as seamless. And I guess one stop shop would probably be a good a good term to to call it. So yeah. Sure. So what can we expect? from invest next over the you know upcoming few months so we're working on tweaking or, or adding a few different features we've got we've got a few things down the works. so what one of the things we do is we're not trying to tell our clients what they need so we put together some think think tanks or, and that's one of my jobs is to reach out to our clients and say wh- where can we be better what can we do differently so we've got a few things down down the pipe which i don't want to let the cats out of the bag yet but um, but we just keep, just stay tuned. We'll we'll keep hitting our LinkedIn with with new updates and new things that we have coming out. But we're we're excited about quarter three. We're gonna have a bunch of a bunch of new things. We are gonna roll out a new investor portal 2.0, which is the facing side with the investors log into. So we're excited about that. Uh, we're happy with where investor portal 1.0 is, but uh, just updating all that stuff and having a new feel, new look for the investors that we, we think is gonna make it a little bit cleaner and present uh, a little bit more professionally as well too. So we're excited about that. So that'll be the next thing, but we have a few a few other aspects down and features down the road too as well. Fantastic. Well, we're looking forward to seeing those. Yeah. So listen, let's switch back to you. Uh, you've had uh, been in the industry for a long time. You've had varied experiences. You've been through some some uptimes and some downtimes. Uh, if you could share three pieces of advice with our viewers that you've learned over your time in the industry. Three pieces. I'd say save some money, which is one thing I didn't do. I tried being a real estate tycoon uh, when I started making some money out in Vegas. I worked when I worked resi uh, wholesale do some due diligence. I, I was buying properties and, and didn't spend a lot of time. I would just, I had cash and thought, oh, I'm going to be this, this almost goes back to the same thing where I wanted to be this huge real estate tycoon mm-hmm. and just blew a ton of money, was buying properties that a couple months later, the market was just going up and then just tanked. Um, and I, I think the, th- the third would be just follow up and do what you say you're going to do. There's, there's so so many people that say they're going to follow up with something don't do that and it was crazy how we grew our investor base when i was back in the investor relations just by just by reaching back out to people they they weren't really used to that because the company was small and it was so busy that you you reach out and have a conversation and follow up people people remember that and they you know they start liking then they can finally start having trust in your company and then start to refer you so absolutely so save money always do due diligence <laughs> and follow up and it sounds so simple, but always do what you say you're going to do. That was actually yeah. a piece of advice that one of my mentors gave me when I first got in the industry. They said, always do what you say you're going to do. And it sounds so simple, 
But if you're that guy or that girl that always follows up and always follows through and always does what you say you're going to do, you're remembered for that. So that is a very strong piece of wisdom that resonates with me. So listen, we've got about two minutes left. I want you to take that mic in your hands. I'm going to switch the tables here on you. All right. What questions do you have for me? What do you have going on the next three months? Is anything, any new and exciting things you have going on? Wow, it feels like every day is new, new and exciting. Um, yeah. I mean, number one, the CRE Pro course is something we just launched, which is essentially an incredible portal, an incredible platform to teach people all about commercial real estate investing and specifically to give people the tips, the tricks, the systems, the spreadsheets, the forms, the cold call scripts, everything to become a top commercial real estate broker. So really excited about that for the individuals as well as some of the higher level services that we provide to brokerages in training their new agents. So super excited about that, super excited to start doing some deals with our CRE Pro course graduates. And then just, you know, in the in the, in the brokerage world, you know, I've got all kinds of things going on. I've got three Wendy's deals I'm working on right now. Just closed the big medical office building yesterday, which felt great. Um, just a lot of stuff going on in the industry, which reminds me, if you're watching this show and you own NetLease Real Estate, now is the time to find out what it's worth. So by all means, please reach out. I'd be more than happy to put together a complimentary no-obligation value proposal for you. What else? What's the next thing you got for me? We're about to wrap it up. If you could go anywhere, anywhere in the world, where's your, where's your destination you want to go? Ooh. Well, I lived overseas in Israel for four years. So you can't go there. Can't oh, go can't there. go there. Oh, no. my gosh. Can't go back. Someplace you've never been. You can't go back. Ooh, I would probably go to some exotic private island, you know, somewhere in, in the Caribbean, something like that. All right. Perfect. I, th- well, I think same thing. I'd do Bora Bora, I think. There you go. All right. I'll see you there. Not well, Caribbean, listen. but yeah. Brad, really appreciate you joining us today. This has been a great episode. Thanks for coming in studio. I've really enjoyed connecting with you. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Watch the show. It's fantastic. The CRE course is amazing what you put out. So um, I, I hope a lot of people tune in and, and check that out because I know you put a lot of work into it. So that's awesome. Thank you so much. Well, hey, I'm Dan Lukowitz. This has been another great episode of Dan on Top. We'll see you soon.